Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Hope your Thanksgiving was wonderful. If you're in the United States, if you made something of that day that we do, most of us do here in the U.S. And yesterday, Friday, 1125, was Chris's 40th birthday. So happy birthday, Chris. Big week full week. Girls home, first holiday, Thanksgiving, Chris's 40th, all of the things and all of the feedings and all of the pumping. And yes, that is the pump in the background. If you can hear that, <clears throat> we must we multitasking around here. We got to. All right. A couple of really important things we're going to talk about today. And I'd love to hear your, your thoughts and your feedback and how this resonates with you. If it does, if it doesn't, what you do with it. Great place to have those conversations is over in the Primal Potential Facebook group if you aren't there. Also, while we're doing just some little housekeeping stuff, if you are not yet on the wait list for the consistency course, make your way to the show description and whatever app you're listening to this or just go directly to primalpotential.com. You can go to primalpotential.com forward slash the dash consistency dash course. If you can't remember that, no big deal. It is in the show description on whatever app you are listening to. But, you know, we're opening up a limited number of spots as we go into the new year for the consistency course uh, in, in December for a January kickoff. And the whole reason the consistency course exists is because not only my own experience and my own processes of creating change in my life, with my health, with my weight, with my fitness, with my finances, with my business, but also I'm working with so many of you over the years. We all know so much more than what we actually do. And we're so attracted to new programs and new approaches that give us the things to do, but the things to do has never been the problem. It's doing them that's the problem, doing them over time, even when we're stressed, even when we're tired, even when it's a holiday season, even like all the time, consistency. We already have enough to-dos to make our lives 10, 20-fold better, more fulfilling, more productive, more successful, more healthy I just think that so many of us, and I know this was me for such a long time, are focusing on 
the wrong skill set, right? We're, we're trying to add in all of these health behaviors, which are fine, or these financial behaviors, which are fine. But until we really have the skill set to develop consistency, to be consistent, to execute when we're tired, when we're not, when we're stressed, when we're not, when we're busy, when we're not, when we're in a funk, when we're not, then we're going to continue to struggle. So that's what the consistency course was developed for. I'll be sharing a lot more of the, the nuts and bolts, nitty gritty stuff with folks who are on the wait list. But we are opening it up to a limited number of people. The reason it's limited is because there are things that I do with folks in the consistency course that are one-on-one. And so I can't open it up to everybody because, you know, can't work with everybody one-on-one. So make sure you're on the wait list. Again, primalpotential.com forward slash the dash consistency dash course or just go right to the link. It'll be in the show description for this. Okay. We're going to give something away this week as we always do two things this week because we're doing that through the end of the year. Mood Plus, Energy Plus. Mood Plus is an all-natural adaptogen blend. I have been taking it like twice a day um, lately just to kind of... What it does for me is... This might not resonate with hardly anybody, but (laughs) it's just true for me. When I start to get worked up or stressed, I find myself gritting my teeth, just like clenching down in a moment of like, I can't handle this. And it could be something small or it could be something bigger. And what I notice that mood does for me, that's the most obvious thing, is that it just makes me deal with those things without that on edge, about to snap kind of tense feeling. It takes the edge off. Um, So Mood Plus, we'll give that away today, as well as Energy Plus, which is an all-natural drink mix. There's a caffeine version and a non-caffeine version, Um, all sorts of vitamins and minerals and adaptogens and things like that in Energy Plus, as well as some of them have a little caffeine. Give that away. Announce the winner at the end of the show. All you got to do to win is leave a review. That's it. Whatever podcast app you're listening to, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podbean, you name it. Okay. How appropriate to the consistency course, a little reminder that I gave you guys, because the first question that came in says, what do you do when making good food choices or fitness choices feels exhausting? What do you do when it feels exhausting to make these healthy choices? I have a handful of tools that I want to share on this one. But really the most effective of them that we'll start with is do it anyway. I would imagine that there is some area of your life where you show up and you execute whether it feels exhausting or not. Maybe that's your career. Maybe that's being a parent. I know for me that just rings very true. I do not want to be pumping right now. It feels exhausting to, you know, carry the pump upstairs, hook it up, get it on, pull up my shirt, wear a bra that works with it. You know, like my my bra selection is down to two bras that I comfortably can wear while pumping. It's super annoying. I never feel like doing it. As soon as if like Roman's asleep and the twins are asleep and I think, oh, I have a break. I'm like, no, crap, I need to pump. It's always exhausting. And I do it anyway. Fixing dinner. Most of the time feels exhausting and I do it anyway. Changing diapers feels exhausting and I do it anyway. And I could give you an example of five other areas of my life where whether it feels exhausting or it doesn't, I execute. And I know that you have those areas of your life too. And I would argue that 
the most important one, if not one of the top two or three important ones, is your health. So the question was, you know, making good choices with food and fitness, what do you do when it feels exhausting? You do it anyway. You can do it tired. I, okay, so I'm in this other Facebook group, right? It's somebody else's Facebook group, and it's for, like, side hustle type stuff. And somebody posted something, and it was meant to be kind of like a... Mm, we're in it together type of post. But basically somebody said, hey, all you introverts out there, um, ever feel like you know exactly what to do, but you just can't do it? And, you know, again, it's not my group. I'm just part of it. So I, you know, refrained from seizing a coaching moment. But in my mind, I'm like, you absolutely can do it. You're telling yourself you can't do it. And that's just perpetuating this belief. It's as much a part of the problem. It's, it's In fact, it's all of the problem, the fact that you are telling yourself you can't do it. And, and I feel that way about this question. When you establish for yourself that the fact that it feels exhausting is somehow a problem or a barrier, it's not the exhaustion that's the problem or the barrier, it's the fact that you believe that that is a barrier because it's not a barrier in other areas of your life. How often have you gotten up when your alarm went off in the morning to get into work even though you're exhausted? You do it all the time. Now, here's the thing about health choices, food and fitness choices specifically. When you don't make good food choices or fitness choices because it feels exhausting, you feel more exhausted. When you do make good choices, even though it feels exhausting, you create more energy. This came up when I did the episode uh, last Saturday and somebody asked how I was staying out of the like sugar binge cycle while being so tired because I'm getting, I don't know, two or three hours of sleep a night and not napping during the day. Um, I understand that one of the best things I can do in response to low energy is eat really well. Now, I don't do it 100% of the time. I'm not perfect. And I don't think any of us need to be perfect to make progress. I know none of us need to be perfect to make progress. But it's this, one of the things we talk about a lot in the consistency course, and we practice a lot, and we come back to again and again, is becoming a better thinker. So when you have this thought of it just feels too exhausting, to make a good choice, becoming a better thinker says, well, making these good choices is how I get more energy. All right. So the biggest key here is do it anyway, do it anyway, do it anyway. You already operate that way in other areas of your life. Now, the second tool that I want to talk about is specificity. Why does it feel exhausting? What is it that feels exhausting? And I want you to be specific. If you say, oh, everything, you're just, that's a cop out. That's not real. Be specific. Is it mentally exhausting because you're always thinking about it? Is it physically exhausting because you're finding that it takes a lot of time? I want you to be very specific because when we say, oh my gosh, it just feels so exhausting, we're giving our brains a problem it can't really solve because it's too general. It's vague. That is why there's so much power and specificity. What is it that feels exhausting? Why does it feel exhausting? Now, let's say 
it's mentally exhausted because mentally exhausting because you're always thinking about it. First, let's change your mindset. How can we break out of those loops of what should I eat? What am I going to eat? What am I going to make? Oh, I shouldn't have had this. Why did I do this? What do we need to implement? I mean, I have a ton of tools on changing mindset, so we're not even going to go into like how to change your mindset here because I've probably done a hundred episodes on it and I've got, you know, tons of tools in the consistency course for that. Um, never mind 12 weeks of transformation and all that kind of stuff. But if it's the mental exhaustion piece, then the first thing I want you to do is work on changing your mindset. And again, there are bukus of resources on how to do that. The other piece of it can be automating, right? If you're always thinking about it, always thinking about it, that's one of the reasons that I tend to eat the same things over and over and over again, because when I don't do that, I can be very easily exhausted by making decisions. What am I going to have for breakfast? What am I going to have for lunch? I'm hungry. I want a snack. What can I have? What should I have? What shouldn't I have? The primary reason that I repeat the same handful of meals. It doesn't mean I eat the exact same thing every single day, but I repeat things because it makes it less mentally taxing. So I've said this a hundred million times, like breakfast for me is usually Greek yogurt with protein powder in it or a protein shake. I've recently added like a little pork stir fry mix that I, that I do oftentimes in the morning too, because Roman really loves that and has spinach in there. Lunch, 99% of the time, it's dinner leftovers. When the girls were in the NICU, it was Chipotle. Um, but now that they're out of the NICU, it's dinner leftovers. I always make sure that I make enough dinner that I have it left over for lunch the following day. And then we have dinner staples, steak and broccoli, spaghetti squash with ground meat and tomatoes, which is what we had tonight, um, chili at this time of year without beans. And we just make those things over and over, chicken thighs. When I go to the grocery store, I know exactly what to get because I get the same exact things every single week. And I don't say Monday we're having this and Tuesday we're having this and Wednesday we're having this, but I always have the elements on hand and we just pick from a very short list. That is one thing that you can do to make it less mentally taxing. It also makes it less physically taxing if you find that it's taking a lot of time. Simplify. Be more efficient. One of the things I hear when I post my meals on my Instagram stories is people say, you know, you all, I love how you keep it so simple. I do that because I don't want to make a lot of complex decisions. I don't want to spend a ton of time in the kitchen. I don't want to feel like, oh, I need all these exotic ingredients. If I look at a recipe and I rarely, rarely make some new recipe, but if I look at a recipe and it's got a bunch of random ingredients in there, I'm like, nope, it needs to be super simple for me. So know that if it feels exhausting for you to make good choices with food and fitness, your work is to simplify, to make changes so that it doesn't feel so exhausting while keeping in mind that you can do it even though it feels exhausting and you will generate more energy as you go. Because making great food choices and making great movement choices gives you more energy, plain and simple. The other thing is enlist a friend, get a coach, be part of a community, 
because you can learn from others how they do things and how they're efficient and what they do to make things easier. Ask, say like, hey, this feels really exhausting for me. This feels hard. It's taking too much time. I'm, you know, I, I can't think of what I should be having for breakfast or lunch or dinner or whatever it is. Use people who have figured something out that you're still struggling with and learn from them and implement and adapt. That's why communities are so huge and they've never been easier to come by ever. Okay, the next question says, how do I stay disciplined when I don't know from day to day, sometimes hour to hour, how my grief will affect my mood? Well, unfortunately, I have a lot of experience with this. If you're newer to the show, my first daughter died very unexpectedly at just two weeks old uh, in 2020, the week that COVID shut down the world. And... uh, you know, when she was born, she's a full-term baby. Everybody felt like she was healthy. We went home after just a couple of days. We were in that new parent, newborn bliss state where everything is new and different. And then um, she died very suddenly. And it turned my world upside down, not only because um, she was gone, but also because It was such an unprecedented time in the world where funerals were deemed non-essential and, you know, we, we didn't have family and friends around us like we would have at any other time in, in history. Um, and I actually wrote a book about navigating that season of my life and it's called Tools for the Trenches. So, so I would say read Tools for the Trenches. I literally wrote it about self-care and making choices in the lowest times of your life. The other thing is, what if disciplined isn't the goal, right? Now, that doesn't mean, oh, well, you're grieving, do whatever, eat whatever, throw caution to the wind, you know, stay in bed all day. I don't mean that at all. But what if instead of how do I stay disciplined when I don't know how my grief will affect my mood, but what if it's how can I find ways to still take care of myself, regardless of my mood, right? Because listen, whether it's grief affecting your mood or it's fatigue affecting your mood or it's work stress or it's family stress, there are always, always, always going to be things that affect our mood. Consistency is operating the same way whether you're angry or you're stressed or you're sad or you're scared or you're tired or you're busy or, you know, no matter what. So I think the consistency course is a big piece of that. But one of the things that I wrote about a lot in Tools for the Trenches is this notion that the feeling can ride with me, but it doesn't drive. So when I was in the deepest stages of my grief, I would remind myself that when I am in despair, the goal is not to eradicate that feeling. The goal is to feel it, let it be as big and as prevailing as it needs to be, but also not let the despair make my decisions. So I would ask myself objectively, what is the best thing for me here? And I am just going to make the choice 
that is objectively the best thing for me and I can do it while feeling gutted, lonely, heartbroken, sad, or anything else. The feeling can ride with me, but it doesn't have to drive. And it's a constant practice. And it's not just a food thing or a fitness thing. I remind myself of that in my marriage all the time. I can be irritated. I can be annoyed. And also, that feeling doesn't make my choices in terms of how I communicate. It is not wrong or bad to be angry or annoyed or disappointed or anything else. I'm not looking to eliminate those feelings. What I'm looking to do is make a choice what to say, when to say it, how to say it, what to do, what not to do, based on objectively what is the right thing, what is the kind thing, what is the loving thing, what is the healthy thing. And this notion that we somehow can't make these choices because we're stressed, tired, angry, frustrated, grieving, anxious, it's just not real. It's just not true. It is a false barrier that we've just conditioned ourselves to believe in, but it is not real. It is not an actual barrier. It is not. It is not an actual barrier. The feeling can ride with me but it can't drive. And again, I the whole entire book of Tools for the Trenches is about this. The whole entire book. So actually, I just got a letter in the mail today, yesterday, congratulating me on it being out for a year. And I was like, oh, has it been a year? It feels like a lot longer than that. <laughs> Sounds like a, it feels like it was a long, long time ago, but a lot has happened since then. I wrote that book Oh, I guess I finished writing it right before Roman was born, which just feels like a lifetime ago. So crazy. Anyway, Tools for the Trenches. The other one is Chasing Cupcakes, but they're totally different books. Totally different books. They feel like they were written in different lifetimes, but they weren't just a few years apart, but it feels like, feels like lifetimes. Okay. We're giving away Mood Plus and Energy Plus today. You're giving it away to N and Olive. The letter N space N-O-L-I-V-E. If that is the username you use to leave a review, thank you. Email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com within 60 days of today's date and let me know that you were the winner for 1040. Include your mailing address and I will get that stuff out to you in the mail no matter where in the world you live and you could win giving two things away every Saturday through the end of the year. You could win just by leaving a review. Even if you already have, you can leave a review to a specific episode. I really liked episode 1039. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. I am going to get down to the twins. Life is non-stop with an 18-month-old who has six teeth coming in simultaneously. Poor baby. And uh, the twins and all their appointments and all that crazy, crazy, but good, crazy, blessing, crazy. All right, everybody have an amazing day. I hope you had a really special Thanksgiving and I'll talk to you very soon. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.